Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about the Wishes Wedding Planning Session. My guest today is Kristen Mullaney, who just got back from her planning session at Walt Disney World, and she's going to join us in a little bit to talk about how it went and give you some of the details so that you can be prepared for your own planning session. Before we get started, though, I want to give an overview of the planning session and the various components so you can kind of get an idea of what to expect and what you need to prepare and what you don't have to worry about. (laughs) So welcome, Kristen. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I can't wait to get started talking about how your session went a couple weeks ago. But first, I'm just going to give everybody a little bit of background on how the planning session works. So if you are having a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, you get to have an in-person planning session with your wedding planner and also if you're going to use Disney for your floral and decor, the floral and decor planner. There are actually three components. There's the planning session where you go over all the details of the day. There's also a site visit that you can do and a menu tasting, but both of these are optional and you need to schedule those in advance. So starting with the site visit, you can actually do a site visit at Walt Disney World up to 16 months in advance, basically when you're allowed to start talking to Disney about your Wishes Collection event. But if you can only go out to Disney once, for example, you might want to stack that up with your planning session. And that's what we did. We, in the morning, got to go with our sales consultant to see the different venues we were interested in. And then in the afternoon, we did our planning session. The site visit can be a good idea if you're not sure what a place is going to feel like in person. If you've only seen it in photos, if it's someplace that is private and you are not able to get to on your own, like maybe you go to Disney World all the time, but Living Seas Salon is a private area that you're not going to be able to get to without somebody to escort you. So if you're going to have a ballroom reception, you can go run around the convention centers by yourself at any time. Like if you go to Disney a lot, you've probably already poked around the Grand Floridian Convention Center. And if you're interested in, say, an outdoor event at Italia Sola and you've been to Epcot, you have seen it. But if you are interested in a private space that is not normally open to the public, this can be a great opportunity to go with your sales consultant to inspect it. And often you will know right away whether it's right or not for you. So for us, as soon as we walked into the attic and saw the shiny floors, we were transfixed and we had to have it. But perhaps you would walk into Living Seas and think, hmm, maybe I want more windows at my event. So it can be a great opportunity. And again, like I say, you don't have to do this with your planning session. You can do it up to 16 months in advance. But if you can only get to Disney once, it can be great to stack that up either the same day or on one of the other days that you're there for your trip. 
So the other component that's optional for a planning session is a menu tasting. This is not automatically included. So if you want to do a menu tasting, you need to ask your planner at least two to four weeks ahead of time so the kitchen can get everything ready. And the menu tasting is really fun because, hey, free food, (laughs) but also because you usually, depending on your venue, will get to eat in the kitchen. For example, for our wedding, because we were having our wedding at the attic, we just met the chef and our planner in a ballroom at the boardwalk in conference center. But when we were doing a party in Epcot a couple years ago, we actually got to have our tasting session in the Epcot kitchen, which in itself is amazing. And it's like, getting a backstage tour. So at the tasting session, you will have filled out a tasting checklist beforehand, and you're allowed to pick a certain number of proteins, a certain number of appetizers, and then they have little, well, not little, they usually have full-size portions of these things available for you to taste at your menu tasting. So go hungry. We foolishly scheduled a meal right after ours, and it was a total waste because we had totally filled up at our tasting session. And a lot of times I see people ask, well, how do I know what to ask to taste? My recommendation is always to taste anything that you're unsure about or have never tasted or things that Disney can screw up. So by that, I mean, if you are having Disney replicate a family recipe, or if you want to have Le Cellier's cheddar cheese soup, but it's being replicated by the contemporary catering kitchen, you're going to want to try that at your session to make sure it tastes like you want it to. Other things like Mickey waffles, steak, you know what these things taste like at Disney if you've been to Disney before. So don't waste a slot on your menu tasting checklist on something that you're pretty sure you already know what it tastes like. One thing to note is that if you are having your event at California Grill, they do not offer tastings. So the best idea there is actually to make a reservation at California Grill for dinner because then you'll get an idea of what the food is going to be like. But unfortunately, because they're a separate team, when you have an event at California Grill, it's not catered by the contemporary. It's actually catered by California Grill's kitchen. They do not have time to offer tastings. So that's something to know. And a tasting can be a good time to talk about dietary requirements or if you want to make substitutions. It's also the time that you get to pick your napkin fold. So if this is a very big deal to you, get ready at your tasting. You're going to get to pick your napkin fold. (laughs) They'll have them all arranged for you. And it's just a really fun event to add to your planning session. Okay, so the last component, the actual planning session. This is your chance to share your ideas and your inspiration pictures with your planner and potentially your floral planner so that they can help you design the day that you have imagined. The planning session usually lasts between two and four hours. It really depends on how prepared you are, how complicated your event is going to be. And you can have the session Monday through Friday, either from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. or from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And again, it might not last the whole four hours, especially if you know exactly what you want or you're not doing a lot of floral and decor, but they do set aside four hours so that they can be sure to cover everything that you want to talk about. Now, when you get to the session, your wedding event manager is going to meet you at Franks, which is the Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings show office next to the wedding pavilion. And you will have filled out a planning questionnaire that is the starting point for the session. Now, when you get this questionnaire a couple weeks before your planning session, do not freak out if you can't answer 
any or most of the questions in it. These are just to help expedite things when you do meet. So if you already know the answers to certain questions on the questionnaire, great, go ahead, fill it out. But don't be stressed out if they're asking you what time do you want the groom picked up, what time do you want the mother or the bride picked up, and you don't know, you will get to talk to your event manager about that. You will also have a chance if you're going to work with Disney Floral to talk to a floral specialist and show them your samples. They can show you samples and ideas. If you have no ideas, they can show you pictures of past events and kind of help you brainstorm things. People's experience with this varies. It really depends on how into it your floral specialist is, unfortunately. So if it is very important to you, be sure to bring a lot of your inspiration materials. And so that can be in the form of your Pinterest boards. Some brides and grooms print out binders and they have like swatches of the bridesmaids gowns and ribbon and paint swatches. Anything that you can bring to give to Disney, especially if you have things you can leave behind like paint swatches, is going to help them get an idea of what you want for your day. One thing you might be wondering about is, am I going to find out how much everything costs at the planning session? And the answer is probably not. I was very surprised by this. I thought I was going to basically have my whole budget mapped out at the end of my planning session. But this is your blue sky idea time. So anything that you're curious what it costs or you think you might want it, have your planner write it down and then he or she is going to find out in the weeks and days after your planning session, how much it actually costs and get back to you, put it in the BEO. The BEO is the banquet event order and it is basically the Bible of your day. So if it is not in the BEO, it is not happening. So when you do get that BEO, usually about three to six weeks after you do your planning session, you need to go over it with a fine tooth comb to make sure that everything you wanna have at the wedding is listed in the BEO. And you will have many revisions, so don't sweat it. You just redline it with a pen, you send it back, they fix everything up, and eventually five, 10 iterations later, you get a BEO that has exactly how everything is going to run on the day of your event. So again, while you're at the planning session, it might be frustrating because you might say, well, how much is this gonna cost me, especially with floral and decor, and they don't know until they find out how much do those flowers cost if they're in season, out of season, what can we get for you that might be cheaper than that? So if you think you might want it, have them put it down and then they'll get back to you with the prices later. And then you can slash away <laughs> to get back down to what your budget is supposed to be. And then the last and best part of the planning session is you get to have a cake tasting. They will bring out a tray with a sample of usually about four cake flavors and four filling flavors, sometimes as many as six or seven. And they've started adding an actual slice of cake so you can see how it appears with the filling between the layers of cake and taste how everything tastes together because the filling just goes in the middle and then there's buttercream frosting on the top and the sides and then if you're having a fancy cake there's fondant on top of the buttercream frosting so I think it's great that they've started in including this slice of cake because it really shows you how it all comes together. They have a standard set of cake flavors and fillings, so if you have anything in particular that you want to try, definitely ask about that ahead of time so they can get it for you. Sometimes they might say, well, there's not going to be a batch of that on your day. We can't get that. But most of the time they can fill those requests, and that's a great way to try the non-standard or unusual flavors. So then after you get home and you're recovering, don't worry if you change your mind about anything, you decide not to do something you talked about with them, you decide you want to add something that you didn't talk about, all of this can be changed down the road. The planning session is just a starting point, and it's a really helpful one if you're able to go to Disney to do it.
So with that said, let's talk to Kristen about how her planning session went. So Kristen, you just got back from your planning session. Can you first give my listeners a little background on your wedding and what locations you're using, when it's going to happen, and how many guests you expect? Yeah, sure. So we are getting married on May the 4th, 2017. Star Wars? Yes. (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) Yeah, we're doing May the 4th um, because we are in the 501st Legion, which is an international Star Wars costuming club. So we wanted to do May the 4th because we want to incorporate a little bit of Star Wars in the wedding, But we don't want to do, you know, we don't want to overwhelm people with Star Wars. We do Star Wars every weekend. We have Star Wars costumes. We have Star Wars all over the house. And people keep asking us, like, is Darth Vader, you know, your officiant at your wedding? And we're like, no, we see Darth Vader every weekend. We don't need Darth Vader at the wedding. So we just wanted to do a couple small Star Wars things. So we figured we would pick that date. Plus, it's on a Thursday. So doing it on a Thursday meant that we could have a smaller catered event, which kind of helped us with our budget (laughs) a little bit. So that was nice. We are doing a lunchtime, so a noon ceremony at Shipwreck Beach at Beach and Yacht Club. We originally thought about doing the reception here but then I thought about it and I was like gosh I really don't want to have people like melting in May on the beach and then everyone hating me and our theme is ultimately going to be more under the sea themed and so we thought we would maybe move from the beach and then take it to the living seas so we'll move from the beach and then the reception will be the living sea salon in Epcot And hopefully we'll have maybe about 45 people. I sent out 57 invitations, but I'm secretly hoping some of them won't come. (laughs) As bad as that sounds. No, we all do it. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, that's awesome. I'm curious to know, did you ask if you could have the 501st at any of your events? Well, actually, it it was interesting. When I very first made contact with Disney Fairy Tale Weddings and I, I asked for this date. They came back to me and they said, is this going to be a Star Wars wedding? <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, uh, sort of. And I told him that I was in, in the club and everything. And he said, well, I just wanted to let you know that we can't have any 501st anywhere on property outside. He said that we could have people in costume if they would be inside, like in a ballroom or I guess in the living seas, but they weren't allowed to be anywhere on property outside, I guess, because they would be full costume characters that weren't Disney cast members. So yeah, we weren't allowed to have any friends come to our wedding in costume. So I thought that was interesting. Interesting. Are you going to have them dress up for your reception? No, we're not really having any friends at the wedding. It's probably just going to be a small like family thing just because we're, we live in Atlanta and um, we're just going to have family from Georgia and family that lives in Florida come because it's, we just, we just really don't have it in the budget to invite, you know, 500 stormtroopers to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. Are you adding any other events to your day that you went over at the planning session, like a dessert party or bridal tea? or anything like that? Yes, we are actually doing a um, Illuminations dessert party the same night. Oh, great. What location? 
Rue de Paris. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me a bit about how your planning session trip went. How long were you at Walt Disney World and who all attended your session? So we arrived on a Saturday and our planning wasn't until Tuesday. And then we left the following day, which was a Wednesday. We just wanted to be able to make like a short weekend out of it and then kind of end on the planning session. And it was just us who actually went to the planning. My fiance's parents were down there on the trip because we went to Mickey's Not So Scary while we were down there, but they didn't come to the planning or anything. They actually flew home that day. Did you add a site visit or a menu tasting? So this is actually, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. I was planning on doing a site visit because, um, like you had mentioned, the Living Seas is completely private. You cannot get in there. And so I had been emailing back and forth with my planner about doing a site visit. And the last email they sent me said that they needed to change the time. Originally, we were going to try to see Living Seas Monday morning at 9.15, the second Epcot opened. So I was kind of freaking out. You know, I woke my fiance up, you know, that morning. And we're getting ready to go to Epcot. And I'm like, you know, wake up. We have to be there at Rope Drop. And then I started thinking and I was like, did I get another email from them? So I went back through my emails and sure enough, they had sent me another email saying that there was an event going on and that we were going to have to see it after the tasting. So after all that, I got him out of bed and, and we weren't going to be able to see it anyway. So they, they were going to have to show it to us after the tasting. <laughs> I felt really bad, but hey, we made rope drop. So I guess it was okay. Totally worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see. So then did you have your menu tasting and your planning session on the same day? Yes, we had our um, planning at nine in the morning and then we had the tasting right after it too. That's great. Did you get to go into the Epcot kitchen for your tasting? Yes, we did, which was probably one of the neatest things I've done on property so far. It was really, really cool to go back there. That's great. And it's free for up to four people, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And like you mentioned, you know, they they give huge portions and and we hadn't eaten anything so far that day besides cake. So <laughs> that was that was that was awesome. <laughs> okay, so for your planning session, did you bring anything with you physically like a binder or virtually? Oh, yes. <laughs> I had a giant three ring binder with me, which had my passporters book in it. And I had printed out some um, pictures for inspiration. And I had like a little color swatch of my dress, which um, my bridesmaids dresses because they came from David's bridal and they'll send you like a little color swatch in the mail for like a dollar. So I had some pictures and stuff printed out just for reference. And I was really happy that I had the book with me because there were a couple of times where she wasn't sure on something and I was able to kind of flip to a page and say, I think the price was actually this. And she's like, oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I thought so. (laughs) So it it was kind of, kind of humorous. That's great. Did you meet also with a floral coordinator while you were there? Yes, we did. It was interesting because I'm not doing any actual flowers. I'm making all the bouquets out of park maps. So I'm making flowers from, you know, the park maps that will all be paper. So originally I thought, you know, oh, I won't have to meet with floral. But then I wasn't even thinking that I wanted 
some kind of palm leaves or something to at least line the aisle on the beach so it didn't just look like sand with chairs and then nothing else. And then at Living Seas, you can't bring your own centerpieces. You can pretty much bring everything else in there, but for centerpieces, Disney has to provide them. So I had to meet with them about something for the tables. So I met with them pretty briefly. It was interesting because when I met with the planner, I felt like I was probably pretty prepared because we met with our planner, Diane, and then we had an hour break before we met with Floral. So we walked around Grand Floridian. Then we met with Floral, and then we had an hour and a half break, and we actually got on the monorail, went to Magic Kingdom, and then came back all before our tasting. So it, it was it was pretty quick that we were in there with with them. Interesting. So then, how long did the actual planning session last? Well, we got there at nine, and I believe we were done by eleven because you meet with Floral at noon. So yeah, it was nine to eleven. And then we walked around Grand Floridian for an hour. Then I met with Floral, and that was probably only 30 minutes. But there was a girl in there when we got there who took, you know, the entire time. So it really just depends on what you want, how picky you are, things like that. I, as soon as we sat down, one of the first things that I told our planner was, you know, I'm not very picky. You know, I'm not going to hopefully be like a bridezilla. I'm sure as it gets closer, I will be. <laughs> but, um, you know, I felt like I went into it kind of having like a little bit of a vision. And I think going into it, reading message boards and Facebook pages and having the book printed out and everything really helped. That way I kind of knew what to expect as far as transportation and things like that, because otherwise things like that would have been a big surprise. You know, that, oh, I need a private charter to charter everyone backstage, and that's going to be $550, you know, for five hours. So, yeah, I think going into it prepared definitely helped. Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, we actually, we were sitting down to our menu tasting, and our planner started asking us, what time do you want the groom picked up? What time? And I was like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, see, see, thankfully for us, we're staying at Beach Club so we just have to walk out, walk outside. I'll be like, cue the music, and we'll start, hopefully. That's great. Now, since we had our planning session, they've remodeled Franks, and now they have these big screens in all of the meeting rooms, and they have these, like, oh, yeah. boards that open out. Can you tell me a bit about, like, what? how did that they incorporate that into your meeting? Yeah, that was probably the best part for definitely myself and my fiancé. And, and one of the things that we we changed was our cake. We changed our cake completely. And the best part for us was if we were talking about something, she would literally jump up to the computer, click on something, and a picture would pop up, you know, on this giant 60-inch TV. And she could bring up a picture of Mickey and Minnie wearing this outfit or Mickey and Minnie wearing this outfit or do you like this Mickey and Minnie or what about this cake or, you know, they could literally click on a picture and show you hundreds of different options which was amazing because then you you had the visual right in front of you and it's not them flipping through a binder or pictures or you know in a in a piece of paper it was it was really neat to see it right up there on the tv that was probably the coolest part 
That's so great. Is it the same with floral? I know we had like, she had cards that she threw out and was like, here. Oh, yeah. I She didn't have any cards. And I don't know if it was maybe because I was like, I don't need any flowers. Thanks. But, <laughs> but she didn't have um, anything with her. I had a picture printed out pretty much of what I wanted, but then she actually went to the computer and brought up a picture of almost the identical thing. So yeah, I, I guess they probably do everything uh, digital now. That's great. So that's interesting. You talk about your cake change. Did anything else change significantly as a result of the planning session? Well, like you said, <laughs> we were really strict on like, yeah, we're going to stay to the budget and we're not going to do anything like Mickey and Minnie or anything that we don't need that's real quick, you know, just for 30 minutes. And of course, we walked out of there adding Mickey and Minnie to it because like you said, you know, they just, they put it on the BEO and then you can always go back and take things off. So yeah, we changed our cake completely and we added Mickey and Minnie, which we said we were not going to do. <laughs> and it may not be Mickey and Minnie because most people may not have seen at the Living Seas, they do this Mickey Mouse that scuba dives in the tank, yeah. which is, it seems terrifying because <laughs> he's wearing a head and he's scuba diving. And I don't know, I don't know how he does that, but, <laughs> but I think that one's really neat. So if that one's not too much, we'll see. But, but like you said, we had them throw it on there because we can always go back and take things off and it's always, it's always nice to dream. So we'll see how it goes. That's great. So was there anything else you knocked off your list while you were at Walt Disney World, like an engagement session or doing your hair and makeup trial? Not really. We had taken engagement photos at home. We had picked up a couple more park maps since I'm using them to make my flowers. Oh, right. Because the maps had changed since the last time we were there six months ago. Hmm. The styles had changed, so they had different colors on them. And I'm trying to use certain colors to make the flowers look like the colors for the wedding. Hmm. Um, so the food and wine ones had a little bit of colors for the wedding. But that was pretty much it. Okay. And that's just a piece of advice I have. If you are having your photos done either by Disney or by a local Orlando area photographer, it's always a great idea if you can to schedule an engagement session when you're down for your planning session. And often these are included free in your wedding photo package, at least for outside photographers. Uh, because then if you do a hair and makeup trial with the person you're going to use for cosmetology, you can actually see what your hair and makeup is going to look like in photos. And this was so helpful for me that I actually changed my hair and makeup look after seeing them in our engagement photos. So if there's a way you can stack all that up while you're on that trip, I, I highly recommend it. Okay, so then Kristen, do you have any other advice for couples who might be getting ready to attend their planning session? I think my best advice is to definitely not freak out about the planning. Um, I think I was going into it really nervous thinking I have no idea what I want or like you said, I don't know what time I want my fiance you know, here or there, but they literally hand you a folder that tells you the timelines, you know, every date that every payment is due, every date that you should be sending out your invitations, you know, they, they actually already have like a, a mock BEO printed out and they ask you questions just going down the list. They cross it off if you know the answer and if you don't, they write it in. They make you feel like they really have it under control, at least, you know, 
the planner I had did and the and the lady I had for floral did as well. Um, so I think they really did an awesome job of, you know, making me feel like they definitely had it under control. And hopefully, you know, when I get the BEO, I'll feel that way as well. But <laughs> yeah, definitely don't freak out. Do a little bit of research because I think that did help me as well. But if you don't know what you want, then, you know, they'll they'll help you out with that also. Yeah, that's great advice. And definitely for anyone who, if you get your BEO back six weeks later and you freak out about it, if you happen to be a member of one of the Disney bride groups on Facebook, you can always post your BEO there and tons of brides will jump in and offer suggestions for cutting costs. So that's a little tip for post-planning session. Okay, well, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think this is really helpful for anyone who's gearing up to have their planning session for their Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.